0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com one thing i know that i'm right about is that there are organizations doing fantastic work for veterans around the country and in our nation's capital One such organization is the American Legion, and they join us every Wednesday to talk about different issues that the Legion is dealing with, that the Legion is interested in, that the Legion is working to take care of. And we're joined right now by Melvin Brown, Assistant Director for Health Policy at the American Legion. Melvin, good morning. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Eric. Thank you for having me today.
0: Absolutely a pleasure to have you in. And we're going to talk about some amazing programs that the American Legion is working on and some amazing uh, uh, initiatives to get people out there doing great things in the community. But first, let's talk about Melvin Brown. So Melvin, tell me a little bit about your background, veteran yourself, I believe. So where are you from, when did you serve, and what did you do while you were in?
1: Thanks, Eric. I'm from Alicopa, Pennsylvania. That's a little bit northwest of Pittsburgh. I served 22 years in the United States Army. I'm a retired Master Sergeant. I think I've had a, or I did have a really good career. Uh, I went to a lot of different places that uh, Army veterans don't go. So I did a good number of Pentagon tours, as well as the Fort Hoods and the Fort Campbell's. Um, my one overseas tour to Korea. And then I also was an I am an OIF two Iraq veteran, having served uh, 2004 2005 with the First Cavalry Division.
0: Twenty two years a long career, particularly in Army years. I know those are longer than even Navy years. From having served in the Navy for 13. Um, when it came time for you to transition after that being your life for over two decades, what do you remember about that transition period as you retired from the Army and stepped into this new life as you know Melvin the civilian? You were no longer the Master Sergeant.
1: Well, it wasn't a hard choice for me to make because I had to consider my family. Um, if I had stayed on, I probably would have deployed again, and I had mm-hmm. a younger child, and it was right around the time when she was coming up through uh, grade school, middle school, high school. So I decided to give her some stability. So the transition for me wasn't hard. It just was the idea of knowing that from one day being regimented Army mass Sergeant hoo hoo <laughs> to being not just dad, because I think that was my most important uh, role, but going to be dad and, and civilian. It wasn't hard to think about what I wanted to do because I did have job opportunities. Um, but like anybody else, it is something that you have to deal with. And I think I had good advice from a lot of people that had come before me. So when I got time, when it was my time to get out, I was ready. I believed I was ready.
0: When you think about that transition period and that advice that you got and everything, what's the piece of advice that you would give to someone who's coming up on their retirement or the end of their service?
1: Best piece of advice I can give. And I think I have given this to some of my former soldiers. It just make sure that you are aware of all of your benefits and everything that you're, I like to use the word, but it is entitled to because after having served for X amount of years, you are entitled to certain things as health healthcare, educational benefits but it, it's uh, when you did go for as long as I did, you really don't know what mm-hmm. you're supposed to get or you can get. Just go to those who are in the position to advise you, and, and that's their job, and just you know, get all the information that you can.
0: There are a lot of veterans out there, it almost surprises me, but then I hear it so much that it's become kind of regular that don't know about a lot of benefits out there. Something as simple as the recent change to uh, shopping at the exchange, where you're now, if you're an honorably discharged veteran, you can shop online at the exchange. I met another veteran this weekend who had absolutely no idea about that, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more valuable benefits that are available to veterans that can really change their lives for the better. And as Melvin said, reaching out to someone to find out more about those. Whether it's the American Legion or somebody else in your area that you know about, uh, definitely reach out for those things. As I mentioned, the American Legion, because Melvin is the Assistant Director for Health Policy at the Legion, how did you become a member of the American Legion team? What was that journey like?
1: Well, I've always been around American Legionnaires, even as a younger person, because I played Legion baseball, American Uh, Legion baseball. So I go back to that kind of uh, experience. Um, I also am a a, a, um, a member of some of the other VSOs, but as I got a little older, I saw some of the things that they do, and there's some differences in how we uh, deal with our our veterans, but uh, my job titles took me to uh, different things, and it just ended up being that I came to work for the Legion about a year and a half ago. Uh, I followed a friend of mine who had also came over to the Legion at the time, and she gave me some good advice, found a, a um, position that that would benefit me. I applied and I was accepted.
0: And here I am. And here you are as the Assistant Director for Health Policy at the American Legion. And some people might hear that job title and wonder, what exactly does an Assistant Director for Health Policy at the American Legion do? So Melvin, what is your job over there?
1: Mostly what I do is I work with the resolutions because we are a resolution-based uh, organization. And... Anything that deals with health policy, we have to when we look to take a position on it, the American Legion wants to codify its position with a resolution. So I help and assist in the writing of resolutions from our departments or from when they come up from posts to the national level. But specifically, one of the other things that I like to do, and one of my reasons for being here today is to talk about, I also am, am uh, responsible for the volunteerism part that we, uh, that we do in the American Legion. It's a, an organization that you know, you've seen, where people get out. And we go to the medical centers. I go to Washington, D.C.'s medical center. And just I know when I was uh, transitioning out and I took my first trip up there, walking into that place could be really intimidating. Mm. But seeing somebody who could say, hey, you need to go down here, take this left, go down to this clinic was helpful. So from my point of view, seeing a volunteer in that kind of position helped me. That's one of the things I do. We recognize our our volunteers wherever they are in the the country, and the American Legion has thousands of volunteers that are doing great work every day, Eric.
0: There are, and necessary work because, listen, we know that the VA has its issues. I'm sure you know as the assistant director of health policy for the Legion. One of the ways that, uh, you know, manning issues that they have with people who are uh, in vacant job positions, something as simple as being able to direct people over, that may be someone who the VA hasn't hired to do that, doesn't have the funding to hire to do that or something like that. Uh, How important are VAs, uh, the VA's volunteers in general to the overall experience of veterans, and have we seen uh, an increase in veteran satisfaction in places where we have more volunteers uh, taking part?
1: Well, you're absolutely right because of the shortage, the manpower shortages that the uh, VA, uh, that they are dealing with. They don't have money funding to, to hire everybody for all these necessary positions. And that's where volunteers can step in the gap, as they say. So, yeah, um, looking at when people come in, there's a lot of things that we can do. I mean, one of the things you do see when you walk in the door a lot of times is, is somebody in a red coat that helps you get to where they need to go. But there are a lot of things that, that people can volunteer to do. And that's one of the things that we look at. For example, um, you have veterans who gotten up in a little bit age-wise and they still have to go to appointments, but they're coming from, say, Richmond, coming up here. They're probably not fit to drive. Mm. People can volunteer to do that. And, and this kind of thing that you will get to start with your local post, they can tell you where to help, but also the um, the VA Medical Center itself can, can fill in the gaps, too, because it could be something as simple as just filing or, or um, helping make coffee for folks or answering the phone when, when people do call in. Those are the kinds of positions that uh, volunteers do fill, and they are very much appreciated. But unfortunately, they are not being filled as, as uh, readily as we would like. So we are calling for people to volunteer more as, as uh, they get the chance.
0: You know, as someone who went to the VA Medical Center in Northport in New York, as well as New Haven in Connecticut during the years uh, after I got out of the service and before uh, I switched over to my wife's health care plan after we got married, one thing I noticed is, along with the fact that the volunteers were doing great work, and there were volunteers at those places from the Legion, the VFW, there were uh, uh, several organizations that had people volunteering there, DAV, another one. But one of the things I noticed that they all had in common Is that, much like some of those patients going to the VA, they tended to be up there in years as well. Most of the volunteers seem to be perhaps Vietnam-era veterans, uh, some Gulf War I-era veterans. I don't recall seeing more than one or two, maybe a handful of Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, the younger veterans, volunteering in these positions. Uh, Is that an issue that you guys are facing, and, and how are we working to try to address that if it is?
1: It's a definite issue, Eric. I mean, I'm glad you brought that point up, too, because, yes, our veteran population is aging. We recognize that. But there are we need the influx of our Iraq and Afghanistan veterans to come and help veterans helping their own veterans, because they are also being funneled into the the healthcare system as well. And it doesn't hurt to see somebody of your own era, your own age that can tell you how to get through the issues that the VA has. So, yeah, recruiting and retention of younger veterans particularly is an issue, but there are programs that are trying to address that. Hasn't been as successful as I think a lot of the uh, uh, administrations would like them Mm -hmm. to be, but still doesn't stop us from from, uh, asking our younger veterans to volunteer because, again, it's still veterans helping other veterans.
0: You know, I remember speaking to someone who did volunteer at the the VA Medical Center in Northport on Long Island and talking about that very issue. And he brought up the point that a lot of younger veterans have families. They have less time to do it. And he totally understood that, but he said what he would try to explain to them is this isn't a full time job. You don't need to be here. He was there Monday through Saturday. I think Sunday was the only day that he wasn't at the hospital. Um, He was explaining to them that they can volunteer on, you know, when they're available, essentially. Is is that available to people through the Legion who want to volunteer?
1: It absolutely is. And there are two categories of volunteers, Eric. There are what the gentleman you're talking about, I'm assuming it was the gentleman, was talking about that uh, the regular schedule volunteers, they are put on a schedule, that they may do volunteerism for X amount of hours, 20 hours a week. But they also have what they call occasional volunteers. Those people can come in at their leisure to still fulfill their desire to help others. I mean, yeah. it's not a, a scheduled thing for them. Uh, it's a, on an availability case. And when they are feeling the need or, or have the time, then they're more than welcome to still come out and help in, in their volunteer efforts.
0: We're speaking with Melvin Brown. Melvin is the Assistant Director for Health Policy at the American Legion. And right now we're focusing on volunteerism and the different ways that there are to do that. As you mentioned, the two different ways, kind of a a full-time and a part-time thing. Whatever fits your schedule, the Legion is looking for members to be able to volunteer there. Now, is this just for Legion members able to volunteer through you guys? Do they need to join the Legion to do that? Or are there other ways that people can volunteer who may not be eligible to be a Legion member, for example?
1: There are other means by which people can volunteer. One of the things that I actually specifically handle is our Legionnaires volunteer services hours. But, for example, we also do have uh, students who need to get their own hours up because, you know, colleges are asking for volunteer hours. They can come through us and we facilitate their efforts to get out there in the community as well. You don't necessarily have to be a Legionnaire. Uh, we like for people to be a legionnaire because, right. again, it, it improves our numbers and our standing in, in, in uh, the volunteer circles. But it's not necessary to actually be a member of the American Legion to be a, a volunteer. And for are doing good for just good's sake.
0: Right. And for those kids out there who may be uh, thinking of a service academy one day, well, I think volunteering in a VA medical center might look Pretty, pretty good on an application to Annapolis, West Point, Colorado Springs, New London. uh, Any of those places might look well on that. Now, we just talked about, I I just mentioned four different places. West Point, New York, Annapolis, Maryland, New London, Connecticut, and, uh, of course, uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Which brings to mind the fact that, you know, volunteering often starts at at the local level, right? This isn't something where people need to come to Washington, D.C. to start volunteering or anything like that. Is this something that the local Legion posts around the country are working in? and getting people out to volunteer
1: they absolutely do that's where it should start I mean you're doing well for your own or good for your own community so it should probably start in the uh, local post the district or up and through the uh, State Department as we call it and if it, it uh, will follow up into the national level but again things like that are better served you, you as an individual helping your own community can, is much appreciated and welcomed
0: and when you volunteer at the VA, having known quite a few people who did, I, you know, unfortunately, through uh, no one's fault but my own, I've never volunteered at a VA medical center. But knowing people who did that became kind of part of that VA community, it also allowed them to have a voice at the VA and to address concerns that they had or things that they thought could maybe be improved in how veterans are treated, how veterans are handled. Something as simple as, you know, where people are allowed to drop off patients to uh, you know what's available for them while they're waiting. I mean, this is something that can have far-reaching effects beyond just the actual volunteering right?
1: That's correct. I mean again as you can see those things you can maybe as boots on the ground as we used to say you can see what can need to be addressed. I mean again getting out there where you are the person who is has driven somebody up and, and parking being an issue you would know that better than the administration of the the hospital itself or trying to navigate the Uh, the corridors of a a medical center. Well, again, you may know how difficult it is to get from point A to point B and make it uh, known to the uh, leadership that maybe better instructions can be uh, uh, done to help these people get around. Because, again, it's it's when they're older, they may not move a little uh, as well as quickly. They may not comprehend certain things, but you as uh, eyes on the ground for them can help them get to where they need to go.
0: When we talk about volunteers, and we're talking about them with Melvin Brown, Assistant Director for Health Policy at the American Legion, specifically those people volunteering at the VA facilities around the country, as I mentioned, I know quite a few who have done some amazing work and have never really been, uh, at least in my estimation, properly thanked for the work that they're doing. Does the Legion have, and, and I know that the people aren't looking for this, but I know some of their friends like me would probably like to recognize them in some way if we could. Does the Legion have any way of recognizing those people that we know are doing amazing work out at the VA medical centers?
1: Yes, we do, Eric. And again, it's that that kind of uh, recognition comes. It starts from the local posts, but as they collect the data that says Eric has volunteered a thousand hours in this past year. They funnel that up to us, and there are ways that we can get recognition for him, whether it be uh, certificates or or medals and and the like, or even something as um, intricate, I guess I'll use the word, that's uh, signed by the President of the United States. Because, again, volunteerism, it's an American thing. So we want to get people recognized as as much as we can. But, again, to do that, you got to go out there and do these jobs or do this work. Funnel it up to us, and we will— Definitely duly recognize those who are deserving.
0: When people hear about volunteering and think, I mean, I often think about, yeah, I'd like to go and volunteer. I, there's a the commercial that's playing on TV now with the, uh, the soup kitchen saying, hey, there's still a need after the Christmas season. And I think to myself, you know, I'd really like to go out and do something like that. And then, I, you know, I don't find out the information and then life gets busy and things fall off. Where can people go to find out about the programs that the Legion has available before maybe uh, you know going to people at their local post about it to try to find out about volunteering?
1: Well, I would still recommend that they go to their local post and start there. But if they are so inclined to come out to our website, www.legion.org, if you just do a search on volunteer or volunteerism, it'll take you to uh, the spot on our website that tells you the kind of opportunities that are available. Uh, the other things that we do in volunteerism, we have a, a program called Operation Comfort Warriors, for example, that you can make donations to, that they go out to the medical centers and find out what kind of um, supplies they may need for veterans. Your donations could help that way. Or if you're so inclined to just go out there and, and, and like I said, physically be at the VAMC or even the cemeteries. You can do things at at places like that as well. There are plenty of opportunities out there but we would encourage you to go to our website and you can find information that you need there.
0: We've been speaking with Melvin Brown. He's the Assistant Director for Health Policy at the American Legion and we've been focusing on volunteerism up to this point, which is so important for the VA Medical Centers and so important for our veterans to have uh, their fellow veterans there essentially to help them find their way around to help them learn the places, particularly as they're first showing up at a VA medical center. Uh, Melvin, as the assistant director for health policy at the Legion, what other things are on your radar right now that you think people should know about when it comes to health policy and how it affects veterans?
1: Just understanding the uh, actual benefits that you do have. And we spoke about those a little earlier. There are a lot of changes that are coming down or that have been coming around for the choice program for example right i'm not the most uh skilled person to talk about that (laughs) but there are those ideas that if you do have issues you can always call us at the american legion if you do have problems with getting the uh recognized health care that you that you have call us at the american legion and we will get the answers for you up in health policy because that's what our section actually
0: does and if people are interested in finding out more about health policy and the rest of what the legion does where do they go to do that melvin
1: they can, like I so said, go to the website or they can call 202-263-2700 is our, our national number at, in the Washington, D.C. office. Ask for a health policy. If you have health policy questions, they'll direct you to the, uh, the, the people who can get the questions answered for you.
0: We've been speaking with retired Army Master Sergeant Melvin Brown, Assistant Director for Health Policy at the American Legion, about some really good stuff and some really important volunteer issues that can, again, help address the understaffing issue that the VA has and can make life better for our fellow veterans, which, I mean, that's what it's really all about, isn't it, Melvin?
1: Yes, sir. You're absolutely right, Eric.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming by today. We really appreciate your time. Again,
1: thank you for having me.
0: And of course, along with volunteering, there's so much else that you can do to help your fellow veterans uh, getting involved, answering survey questions when they come out from the VA. You know, we as veterans, I think, put a lot of the onus on the VA to fix what's wrong with it. And sometimes we just assume that they know what's wrong. Well, let them know. And and of course, if you're a volunteer, you're going to see those things firsthand, as we talked about with Melvin there, and you're going to be able to let them know as well. So really a great thing to do. If you're looking for a way to volunteer, that is, I think one of the best ways that you can do it to help your fellow veterans and To help yourself through being there and seeing what's going on and learning the VA system. As I mentioned, my VFW post up in Long Island, we had a volunteer who was at the hospital almost every day. Uh, There was actually hospice care up at that hospital where uh, terminally ill veterans would be. And he would go there and hang out with them, read to them, do various things every week, doing really amazing, amazing work up there. And There are people like him around the country, but there's not enough. And that issue of the VA manning levels, it affects the VA on every level, including those people who are there uh, to just help out veterans, help them find their way around. As Jake said earlier in the program, you know, it, it's kind of a, a nightmare when you show up there, especially the first time when you don't know everything that's going on. You don't know your way around the location. It's uh, it's a big Uh, It's a big hassle. It can be a big headache and it can be something that if it's a bad enough experience can cause a veteran to not want to go back to the VA and therefore miss out on care that they might need, whether it's for mental health, physical health, anything that's going on there. Yeah. Volunteers are extremely helpful with that. And you know, When a veteran sees someone and they see them as a fellow veteran, if they happen to be wearing, let's say, their American Legion regalia, whether they're wearing the jacket or they're wearing the hat or whatever they're doing, it kind of gives you, uh, you know, Just a sense that that's someone who's going to be able to talk to you and let you know what you need to know. So our thanks again to Melvin Brown from the American Legion for coming over and talking to us about the importance of volunteering. And again, you can check out their website, legion.org. That's where you're going to find everything about all the wonderful work that the Legion is doing. And very importantly, as with all of the veteran service organizations, they have service officers who can answer your questions If you're having trouble finding answers to it. But as Melvin said, the best way to get started with getting your questions answered or with volunteering or finding out what you need to know is going to your local post. Go check out your local American Legion post. Even if you don't join, they'll be more than willing to answer your questions. Of course, they'd probably be happy if you joined as well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.